You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Nonplus listeners. If you're a craft beer fan, have we got the app for you. Tavor, it's the app for fans of craft brews and trying new and exciting labels. It's so cool. Snag the app from your iOS or Android app store, browse the current list of hard-to-find 100% independent beers, and add them to your personalized crate, or enroll in the subscription, and Tavor will handpick the highest-rated beers that suit your taste. There's no minimums or commitments, and if you're selecting the beers for yourself, you pay as you choose, and then request delivery whenever you're ready. Again, there's no monthly limit or minimum that you need to hit, and a flat rate shipping doesn't change with the size of your crate. As many beers as you want, same price to ship. Tavor posts a 100% independent community, over 650 featured breweries from 47 states, and over 7,000 beers tasted. That's nuts. Yeah, you can download Tavor today and try it for yourself. Just use the code NONPLUS at checkout for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Again, download Tavor, that's T-A-V-O-U-R, in your app store and use the code NONPLUS for $10 off your first order of $25 or more. I'll drink to that. And one for Mahler. I'm running out of steam and uh, brain juice because this is just literally uh, leaking. It's literally leaking out of my nose. Oh, God. Oh, God. Someone called an ambulance. Not really. Not really. Another episode of Non Plus to Gay Rom through the Disney Plus Vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my husband Josh. And we are Non Plus to Mischief Media Podcast. Hello, hello. Hi. How's everyone doing? Hoofa doofa. Here's another. Yeah. I, I bet some of our listeners have kids who probably enjoy. I could see a, a childlike appeal to this one, but before we get too into that, let's do a little bit of housekeeping as always. Mischief merch. We've got some brand new Ms. Marvel items. You can get a beach towel. You can get Kids a headband. leggings. Oh my goodness. Plus size leggings. Clancy. They've got some for my fat ass. Look at that waistband. That looks reinforced. Whoa. This is exciting. If you get these or non-plus theme items and you use code non-plus 10, get 10% off your purchase yes, at you mischiefmerch.com. And all the Broadway con stuff that they've got. got look at this cute tank top. Woo. Woo. I'm excited. All that and more. Mischiefmerch.com. Um, Moon Knight's coming out soon. They uh-huh. keep dropping clips. We'll link to some in the show notes. Sony's recut. Did you see this? Sony recut a No Way Home trailer oh. to focus on Andrew Garfield. And it very much looks like a trailer for a third Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. That's fine. Yeah, it's pretty red. We'll link all that. Um, but goodness, let's just get to it so that we can get to the end of it. As always, uh, we researched on Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and box office mojo, Clancy, what are we talking about this week? We are doing uh, 2009's Disney's G-Force. G-Force. Five now, dog five. Five now, dog five. Yeah. I, there are the number of 30 rock crossovers in this film, not just with like casual plot points, but also with cast. Yeah. Across the board is kind of bonkers. Um, it definitely But is. I feel like. Tracy Morgan's experience on this film informed some of his later seasons of 30 Rock. I'm going to Alaska. Five now, dog five. Five now, dog five. Everyone's trying to destroy me. Five now, dog five. Five now, dog five. 
Oh, um, absolutely. Five now, dog. Five. The G train, normal. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this came out July twenty fourth, two thousand and nine. Uh, it runs a long ninety minutes. Yeah. And uh, directed by Hoyt H. Yeatman Jr. I wanted to yeet man this movie right out the oh, window. Basically. And the screenplay is by Cormac and Marianne, Marianne Wiberly. Now this pair, this pair is quite the pair they have worked on. I just wanted to, I don't know if you looked at this, but this was funny to me, given the context, they work with Bruckheimer a lot. They wrote, um, I spy. They yep. wrote Charlie's angels, full throttle and bad boys Two in the same year. Bless their hearts. They wrote national treasure. Of course they did. With Jim Koof. They wrote The Shaggy Dog, which was a Disney remake of a, the film by the same name. Yeah. Uh, they did the sequel to National Treasure Book of Secrets. And then this was their last film to date. They haven't done anything since this? No. They've done some TV since then. These poor, poor souls. I mean, look, when you've got the Disney Wibberly, money. The well, and they teach screenwriting just, at UCLA. So, I mean, like, I'm sure they're fine. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, they have that G-Force money. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, let's talk about who's in it. So the voice cast of our CG animal critters, we've got Sam Rockwell as Darwin, the leader of the G-Force. Uh, Tracy Morgan as Blaster. Yep. Penelope Cruz as Juarez. John Favreau as Hurley. Nicholas Cage as Speckles. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, we also have Steve Buscemi as Bucky. And D. Bradley Baker as Mooch. Oh. Of course it's D. Bradley Baker. Of course it is D. Bradley Baker. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. I feel actually. like this is the second or third time we've mentioned D. Bradley Baker doing these kind of voices. Absolutely. Um the live action cast includes Zach Galifianakis as Ben Kendall. We got uh Bill Nye uh as Leonard Saber. Will Arnett as Agent Kip Killian. Kelly Garner as Marcy. Tyler Patrick Jones as Connor. Piper McKenzie Harris as Penny Goodman. Jack Conley as Special Agent David Trigstad. <laughs> Nisi Nash as Rosalita. Justin Mentel as Terrell. Gabriel Casayas as Special Agent Carter. Luden Wainwright III as Grandpa. And finally, Chris Ellis as FBI Director. I had not seen this before we sat down to watch it tonight. I had not either. Um, I didn't I, even know this existed until like we were going through. Oh, I remember the trailers for this. Oh, I don't. Oh, I very much do. Um... Uh, but I, I, I was, I don't know what I was expecting. Part I mean, of me was expecting. I wasn't expecting the cultural appropriation of Nisi Nash's character. <laughs> oh yeah, that was weird. I don't think Nisi Nash is an Afro Latina, but she's I, playing one in this. And, yeah. Um. I. Two thousand nine was a different place. Look, I'm, I'm just an oversensitive gay white male talking to his husband about what I felt was cultural appropriation. Yeah. Well, anyway, point is, um, this was a wild furry ride from start to finish. And truly, they must have spent most of the budget on this cast. You said it. Y'all heard it. This was, especially in 2009, a lot of these people were at, like, the height of what they were doing. This is right after Bill Nye was doing Pirates. Zach Galifianakis yeah. is in the middle of the hangover stuff. Nisi Nash is just coming off of Reno 911. Like, all of these people are hot properties at the time. Yeah, Steve Buscemi, I think, was doing like the that HBO show at that time. Well, and also was guest yeah. starring on Thirty Rock. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, it's let's get into it because this is just bonkers.
Thank you for coming tonight, Darwin. This room is secure, so we can speak freely. Why the secrecy? Because the feds are coming tomorrow to shut us down. A team of trained secret agent animals, guinea pigs Darwin, team leader, Juarez, martial arts, Blaster, weapons and transportation, Mole, speckles, cyber intelligence, and Fly, mooch, reconnaissance, and the unit's human leader, Ben, attempt an unauthorized infiltration of the residence of home electronics and appliances magnate, Leonard Saber, who has been under FBI investigation for two years. Though the team is able to successfully retrieve sensitive information about a sinister scheme that is set to occur in 29 hours, the evidence appears useless, and Ben's superior orders the unit shut down, the equipment seized, and the animals to be used as experimental subjects. With the help of their human compatriots, Darwin, Juarez, Blaster, Mooch, and Speckles escape, but find themselves in a pet carrying case bound for a pet shop. Despite all of the technology, uh, you have to buy into the idea that all of these animals slash rodents are actually this cognitive. Exactly. That the only barrier is communication and training. Pretty much. And that's just GD bonkers. Yeah. We open with that scene with Zach Galifianakis and, and, and the hamster team with like that unnecessary UI moment for somebody spent a lot of time putting all of that, that package together for this, for this thing. Yeah. And then he's like, I found my way in and it's a shot of a woman in a sports car. And I think it's meant to be a mildly misogynistic joke. That's implying that this hamster is about to crawl up her who, but then he just ends up in the wheel. Well, which, okay. I mean, misogyny is definitely a, a, a cornerstone. Of this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Another example. You know how we know Juarez is a woman? Well, because she's got uh, eyelashes for days. Like she yeah, went down to the place on the corner and got the expensive implants. What is happening here? Yeah, it's, it's the place where they thread your eyebrows and they do the implants, and you can get the eyeliner tattoos. Yeah. Man, some of these jokes just fall so flat. What on are you. You, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm making a joke about one-stop cosmetic shops, but you don't understand. that. I don't have the those... reference for no, it. No, no. <sighs> it's all right, honey. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm the wife. <laughs> it's taken us this Gender long. roles. Gender roles. We're playing into gender roles. But also, yes, gender roles in this, for whatever the fuck reason, do we have it's to just have fucking eyelashes? With misogyny, and I just don't understand. Like, her voice is enough. Yeah. Her, truly, her voice is enough. Now, don't get me wrong. Some guinea pigs have fierce eye markings and look like they're doing big cat eye swoops. Oh, for sure. That's not the case here. No. She's just got on number 301s with a little bit of weave glue. Yeah. <laughs> and it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Also, the voice that the mole... Nick Cage. Yeah. Nonsense. It, it's just... We're on the clock. Speckles, do you copy? 10-4. I read you, Darwin. Five by five. All communication systems are online. Status report. I mean, just listening, uh, we wouldn't, I don't think I would have known it was Nick Cage if I hadn't looked at the notes first. Yeah. So like maybe give Nick Cage some more voice work. But I yeah, I mean, so, again, this like, is, it's just, it was just out there. Did and you see that piece that Nick Cage wants DC to cast him in Batman as a villain? No. He wants to be Egghead. Oh, that would be the delightful. Vincent Price one. That would be awesome. He says he can make Egghead terrifying. Back, I say. This is a radar egg, and the slightest vibration will make it explode. <laughs> but let's continue 
All the guinea pig lines are written like, get it? It's funny because he's a guinea pig. Yeah. Don't you wish your blowtorch was a highlight mine? Good thing I took shop. That guinea pig didn't go to shop class. Well, let's talk about the 3D of this, which is absolutely awful. It is. I mean, is it? I feel like for 2009, I the guinea pigs look like they're in the space a lot of the time. They look. Uh, yeah, I mean. Then again, I wasn't really watching for light and shadows. For sure. And and mind you, this this movie takes place mostly from guinea pig level. And so there's there's very few like, oh, this is a human looking down at the guinea pig moments. Right. So like, yeah, I guess it sort of helps in that sense. But at the same time, like it's just not uh it's not great like i feel like they could they have been have done more a little bit cartoony better. and it would have been yes no see but i don't think it would have been good if they were more cartoony no i think, I think it, it would have been more disturbing mm, eh, i don't know i i think it would have been a little bit better but all the security all these people on this patio and nobody can see a rodent parachuting in like i feel like i would see yeah, like three guinea what, pigs what coming in on a pair is going on at this place <laughs> that they can't like the dogs. I mean, the dogs are going wild and they're just not doing anything about right. it. Like, come on, this is absolute. And why is nonsense. there guinea pig dance dance revolution? And when did Gaga get on DDR? Also, why <laughs> yeah. do these guinea pigs have Facebook? Like, I've got so many questions. So many questions. I do think it's really cute how they type though. Because like when he's in, they there, have like, to use all of their limbs. All of the limbs are getting used to type on that like little keyboard. It was, very and he cute. even complains about the letters being far apart. How did they put the Q so far away from the L? Okay, I'm in. Roger, I'm tracking it. Because they're made for hands, asshole. Like I don't. <laughs> what yeah, is this? Exactly. It's another one of those lines that's like, get it? It's funny because he's a guinea pig. Why are the Q and the P so far apart? <laughs> because they're the least used letters. And so when you go to home row, but you'd only know that if you had five fingers that were the size of you. Yeah. You little. I'm so <laughs> I'm mad at this movie. Yeah. Like part of me finds it charming. Parts of it are charming. But the rest of it just makes me angry. It's really it's it's very <laughs> trashy. Like this is just not it, it was not good. Uh, I did like though the Acme Exterminators that Zach Galifianakis drives up. It, it gave yeah. me the the Cruella vibe, the yeah. live action Cruella vibe. Exactly, Cruella did it better. Cruella did it much better. I found that I didn't have a whole lot of notes here because I was just aghast. I did have a note here about uh, Penelope Cruz's character. Who was that? Uh, Juarez. Yeah. Men are like bonds, and they take a long time to mature. Men are like government bonds; they take way too long to mature. But if you're a woman trying to make it in a man's world, you have to learn to think like they do and keep them guessing. What are you teaching? Like, this Isn't is, that a Mae West joke? For sure. Or a Marilyn Monroe joke? Like, I don't know. I guess it's for the parents in the audience to sort of figure out. But at the same time, it, the eh. script was obviously written on two levels. Yeah. And there was one level that was these are the jokes for the adults and these are the jokes for the kids. But they did not work. No. Well. Like, they didn't blend them together and it just was. They uh, just banged against yeah, each other the whole time pretty much with some light misogyny and casual racism thrown in because you know why not the fbi shows up marcy helps them escape with this whole pantomime that was funny that i did laugh was i laughed out loud and she's like oh there's these stealth hamsters stealth hamsters special coating on the fur light bends around them renders them invisible that is ridiculous we did see hamsters talk 
Now let me see now. Step aside. Hello? Well, what are you doing? Why are you looting the mouse? What? 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 Oh my god! What? They're everywhere! Why are you leaving? The desk on the floor! Just be careful to step on the floor! Oh. Because in the re- in this reality with all of this other stuff going on, of course, why wouldn't of there be? Of course there would be. Why wouldn't there be? And then when she opens the gate and she pretends that they all got out and they all start it's freaking out. It's a good out, bit of mime and, and exactly. chicanery that, again, was charming. And then the rest of the movie happened and I hate it. <laughs> shall we? We shall. Trapped in the store's pet rodent display case, G-Force meets gluttonous, gaseous guinea pig Hurley, irascible Canadian hamster Bucky, and three sycophantic mice. Blaster and Juarez are adopted by weirdos, and Speckles attempts to escape by playing dead, which ends disastrously when he is thrown into and apparently crushed by a garbage truck. Darwin and Hurley, who is convinced that the other is his brother, find a trap door in the cage and manage to escape. Meanwhile, Mooch returns to Ben to tell him where his agents are, but just misses the escaping duo. Saber has a mysterious video call with a Mr. Yanshu. Steve Buscemi's character in this was wild. Is the joke that he's an angry Canadian hamster? I guess so. I, like, didn't ha, even, ha, I, like, I didn't even pick up that he was Canadian. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing because of the log cabin and the Canadian flag. I guess fair enough. I wasn't really paying that much <laughs> attention, I guess. But at the same time, like, it, eh. is angry Canadians, is that a thing? No, the joke is that Canadians aren't really angry. Oh, so this is just playing into nonsense stereotypes. Yeah. Got it. By bucking the stereotype. Because isn't it funny? He's a Canadian that's angry. Yeah. Get it? Your expectations are subverted. It's It's so stupid. Because you expect a hamster, especially a Canadian one, to be kind. And then you find out not only is he an angry rat bastard, yeah. But he's hoarding snacks and the escape route. Okay. Somebody, I, I think it was Patrick while we were watching it. Yes. Was like, th- there's going to be at least five fart jokes in this. It was, and- it was the cast and I think the rating. And at the start, he says, what's the over under on five fart jokes? And I, yeah. and I said, pretty good. <laughs> and you know what? We didn't get there. We only got to four, but we started right away with, the oh, moment that Har- Harley, it's was, a fat yeah. farting uh guinea pig get it he's fat and he farts he's a slob he shits yeah. everywhere yeah. look at this f- nasty farting fucking fat ass yeah which they which they continue to berate him through this entire movie and it was absolutely i just i i didn't understand why these hamsters were so fucking hateful like they just we're constantly putting him down when all he was trying to do was be a fucking friend. Look, my goddamn shit. That's fair, Clancy, but I do need to point out that you've been specious in your rant just now. They aren't hamsters. They are, in fact, guinea pigs. I, whatever the fuck. I don't care. They're just, they're rude. One of them might be a ferret. I don't know. Who cares? That's where his anger comes from. But even then, like, that's, oh, well, because he's part ferret, he's angry. Hmm. Sure. Like, it's just layers of layers of layers. I feel like this was the tail end of mm-hmm. um, Dave Rigger kind of 90s jokes. <laughs> Finally, like, their last death knell was this film. Pretty much. Right before we moved from the aughts into the teens. Yeah. This was some, like, maybe there's, uh, I always say this, but maybe there's a graduate thesis in how comedy changed post G-Force. 
I hope so. I mean, if you find that uh, that that you know that essay or, or, or thesis, um, please you know send it to us. If you're in grad school, yeah, like if you end up writing that, you don't have to cite us at all. Absolutely not. By all means, just let us read it because it sounds like something that would be interested in. I mean, it would be better than this movie. Um, these kids that come in that are trying to adopt these uh, guinea pigs, yeah, fucking terrible, fucking terror children. Like, well, I mean, I. The note about them being weirdos, that was me editorializing. Like, yeah, they're absolutely... The girl seems normal until she gets home. The boy is clearly a terrorist from the start because he puts Hurley in a fucking like, lacrosse I, I, I don't even know if it's thing like, and flings him towards a snake. Yeah. He literally takes in a, in a, a pet store and is flinging a yeah. living creature through the air. Yes. With no intention of helping it at None. all. And, and then when... Hey, what happened to that other hamster when the guy comes up? I don't know. I want this one. Pet store owner, dollar store, Johnny Lee Miller should know that that's not a hamster. No. A. I don't know what's happening here. And I also don't know what's happening with Niecy Nash's care. I feel like maybe it's so she weird. was doing Jerry or Yeatman a favor by stepping into this role. Yeah. Because everything that happens in the pet store is just awkward shenanigans to get them all split up. And then the it plot just kind sense. of like vaguely yeah. unravels as we follow four different subplots effectively. Yeah, it's, it's so fucking It's stupid. Nanners. It's cuckoo Nanners time. We did think they murdered that mole, though. I they thought it did. Was, I thought it was about to get real dark. I thought it was fucking horrifying because like that's the implication. Oh, let's just get it on out of here pronto. That's not the plan. No, no, no. Speckles, no! Hold it. Good luck. Rest in peace and all that. You know, Molly Molly, um, what's his name? Smithers, Squinties, Sheets McGee, Speckles. Speckles. (laughs) Yeah, the the implication is that Speckles is done for. And he because he was hoping to get to the dump and burrow his way back to the Saber compound. Yeah. Um but uh, implicitly is squished. Yeah, it was. There's a joke in the outtakes where Ben says, is the funeral going to be open shoebox? <laughs> <laughs> that was, and that, I think that was super funny. The best um, part of this film is the outtakes. They weren't long enough. No, they were not. It was a minute long. Uh, there were also some deleted scenes that we did not watch. No. So. Well, and we get, so they're trying to get the PDA back from the lab and yeah. Ben's other project is uh, an Ant-Man-esque controlling of roaches. And all <laughs> I could think was, no one wants to see this. The movie Joe's apartment wasn't any good. Um, <laughs> nobody wants to be uh, inundated with the idea that will now haunt them in their nightmares, that roaches are cognizant enough to band together to jump onto your food, to scare you, to steal your shit. I don't need any of this. No, it was gross. It made me feel gross. And I was just like, I didn't need this. I did like, not need roaches. We're, we're not for nothing. We live in a relatively new neighborhood. We are on the verge of their territory. I don't need to be imagining the fist sized cockroaches that could be plotting against me outside my back, my back room. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, I, I have another note here. Just it, literally everyone is being a dick to Hurley. Hey, what's that on your butt? <sighs> it's a birthmark. Have you seen a birthmark? I have seen that birthmark. Look at this. I got the same one. Hurley, don't point that thing at me. It might go off. Seriously, just just look at my butt. You see? You see? We must be related. 
No. I am a genetically engineered super spy and spent years training us. We do things that people only dream of. You really it identified make any with sense. Hurley. He was just trying to be helpful and be nice and have a fr and, and make friends. Yeah. And these fucking guinea pigs are just fucking awful to him. They are. They and truly it, are. It just, oh, and, and so is, I mean, not for nothing, so is that hamster. And it, and it just makes everyone in this movie, except for Hurley, unlikable. Agreed. Except for maybe Zach Galifianakis. Marcy's nice. Yeah, Marcy's nice, too. But Hamster Buscemi, when he's gargling his nuts in the in the log cabin, it definitely sounds like the implication is that this hamster is beating off. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on in there? No, 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 not the line, not the line. Don't cross the line. Oh, my God. Oh. Busted. Can I offer you something? Macadamia nut, perhaps? So this is why I never saw you eat. Ridiculous. And then the fact that, like, he was hoarding a bunch of all of these fucking guinea pig hamsters are fucking assholes. Yeah. To just Hurley. Well, I mean... I keep, Blaster isn't so bad. They're not standing up for him. They're not going and saying, hey, maybe like he's well, no, just trying to be nice. They're perpetuating some odd romantic love triangle situation that My this movie has to have for some has reason. To. You can't just have Ben reason, and Marcy like each other. No, 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 no. Which I'm fine that they don't because that in and of itself is a trope. But why does it have to be the jur the the the? Juarez the has tags? to be sexualized for some fucking reason. It's it so weird. Ugh. Ugh. I just hope they got those 301s from the flea market. <laughs> um I do there was a there was a scene when um when Hurley and Darwin are running through that yard and Hurley sits down on the grass and then suddenly and he gets, gets a water a, sprinkler enema. A sprinkler enema. Yes. yes. I had that same note. <laughs> Look, if you want to stick with me, you gotta stop with the yapping and keep up. No can do, bro. I'm called a hunger strike. <laughs> And I am not moving an inch. Uh oh. Ah, civilians. Come on, Soggy. <laughs> Literally, what is it? So forty-one fifty-seven. Water sprinkler enema. <laughs> Fifth but it's fart joke. Well, I mean, it, it kind of cleared him out for a bit. I guess, but it because <laughs> we didn't get another fart joke. Go for a in. Bit. No, we didn't, and I think yeah. No, I'm and not only well, no, most of the fart jokes were here. I have the timestamps. It's just that we oh. never got a fifth one. Uh. Um, and maybe it's because that would have bumped them to a PG thirteen rating. Who knows? <laughs> um, uh. but this kid is, is like Sid from Toy Story, except he's not abusing anthropomorphic toys. It's animal cruelty. I mean, they give they give Blaster the line. It's gonna be awesome. I'm pretty sure this is animal cruelty, but I love it. Yeah, this is animal cruelty. Yes, and it's yeah. But so is what the little girl is doing. Never mind that they made Penelope mm. Cruz say the line about wanting to find something in her size. Now that she's yeah. got clothes on, she's fighting against it. Which, yeah. granted, she should be because she's a guinea pig. Don't put guinea pigs in. Cosme I mean, you know, we we dress our cat in sweaters. Well, there was that backstory too about Blaster <laughs> coming from a cosmetics company. Exactly. Yeah. And like it's dark. The G trade normal. <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> and speaking of lines they make these actors say, there's one that falls out of Blaster's mouth about this being off the his nook. Yes. 
And all I could think <laughs> was of a similar line on 30 Rock. My video game is selling through the Riznoof. Yeah. Well, how far through the Riznoof? Whoa, that's not slang. He has a speech impediment. That's oh. why I think there's some sort of odd cycle about the work Tracy Morgan was doing and the writing on 30 Rock. And it just makes me want to rewatch 30 Rock now, yeah. which isn't perfect. No. It's very much a product of its time. Oh, absolutely. But when it's good. When it's good, it's good. But again, we're not talking about 30 Rock. We're talking, talking about, about fucking G-Force. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's move on. While Blaster and Juarez escape, Ben and Marcy discover that the PDA from the heist is corrupted as Darwin and Hurley make their way back to the lab. En route, Darwin sees a saber coffee maker and decides to investigate. But his examination of the machine makes it come alive as a dangerous fighting robot that he and Hurley are barely able to defeat. They transport the wreckage to the lab where they discover that the saber sense and cluster storm are connected and that the chips found inside the appliances actually transform them into killer robots. Ben, dejected, confesses that they are not special genetically enhanced animals as previously told, but ordinary ones that Ben took in and trained for the team. Hurley lifts them from their despair by reminding them of the astounding feats he has seen them do and the fact that they are extraordinary on their own. Well, that's a saccharine load of hogwash. Yeah. <laughs> have to get this one chip to ben why not just go tell ben to buy a coffee maker and then exactly and be like hey this coffee maker attacked me when i tried to pull this chip out right but also why a coffee maker why does and it have such to a be weird it? left turn yeah and this is yeah the the top secret phone call that saber had with the mysterious mr yanshu yeah it's all very sinister and this is an even more sinister left turn yeah appliances into robots came truly out of nowhere. We're talking about a movie about hamsters that are also special agents yeah. like an FBI or whatever working for the government. And as we just said, not actually genetically altered in any way. And again, we're supposed to just believe that animals have these capabilities and that the only hurdles are communication, training and tools, but continue. It was again, it took me right out of the movie. And it's like, this is stupid. This is so Absolutely stupid. Good. But this is also the point where I went, wait a minute, I bet there was a video game of this, and I scrolled further down on the Wikipedia page <laughs> and saw, yep, right there yep, for there the PS3. How, and how is this coffee machine powered? Like, it's not plugged into anything. No. Are we to believe that they also developed some sort of... Microwave power. So that, Well, that's the thing. So the satellites are powering the... Devices? I guess. I don't know. <sighs> it doesn't make any sense. Why does it have to be fucking coffee makers or household appliances? It was just such a consumerist weirdness. Right. Like this movie almost felt like it was trying to lean into an anti-capitalist, you know, uh, anti-Amazon yeah. situation. But even then, the real villain ends up kind of being PETA when you think about it. I don't know. We'll <laughs> get there in a minute. Hey, this is also where I started thinking, was this role originally written for Owen Wilson? Mm-hmm. Because he says the yippee-yay coffee maker thing, yippee-yay, yippee-ki-yay, yeah. and, and I, I, from this point on, I started to hear from these Die lines. Hard, yeah. Yes. Yippee-ki-yay, coffee maker! Watch out, bro! I, but I start, from this point on, I started to hear these lines as if Owen Wilson was meant to speak them. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, coffee maker, Wow. <laughs> wow oh why the fuck absolute fuck does it matter where they come from i don't know yeah why they, they he wouldn't have needed to lie it wouldn't 
he, he again if the only barrier was communication then shouldn't they know where they came from absolutely and shouldn't they know like, yeah where yeah, exactly like did their minds get wiped at because some point all of the other animals that can communicate with g-force who have not been trained and yeah. do not have tech are fully capable of hurley's joining the team shows that really any animal can do this the other thing too is like they made this whole big point about there was like a birthmark on the back of darwin and then hurley's like you're my brother and then when we get to this point where it's like they never put that together they don't address that at all and it's like because what the it, it fuck turns out that darwin point? was the runt of his litter but if that if that's the case then they were separated and that should have been a more emotional moment none of this has any consequence like what was the point of even putting this in there and this is where they point out that blaster went to west point yeah we still have our training our abilities blaster you're a graduate of west point yeah correspondence course yeah whatever and Juarez, how many hours have you put in on that simulator mm, 200 Thousand. Did anyone at the time get this joke about a correspondence course? I didn't. Right. I, I don't even know <laughs> what the it, fuck that means. It, that and means why you is, did school by mail, but even in 2009, the internet was already a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty sure correspondence courses had gone well by the way by 2009. Wait, so that's what that means is that like you used to be able to like mail in our very first episode bed knobs and broomsticks is about a witch <gasps> who becomes a witch through correspondence courses. Everything is coming around. <laughs> Everything makes sense. This is why we're watching this movie. Uh, oh. But in 2009, you would have had to look that shit up. And it's like, okay, well, the joke's ruined. Because right. who, who gives a shit? Ten years prior to this movie coming out, I did Driver's Ed as a correspondence you know what? course. Actually, I take that back. If I were a parent in this movie, watching this movie, I'd probably have my phone out because I'd be fucking bored. Yeah, but in so 2009, it, it would have just been, what, the first, second iPhone? Yeah, it was like iPhone 3GS was about that time. Oh. Again, another tangent. Yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do with this movie. Point is, mm -hmm. yeah, what the, what the fuck is this? Shall we just <laughs> keep going on? Yeah, we should just keep going. <laughs> um, yeah. While the team prepares to infiltrate Saber's compound again, FBI agents arrive, forcing the team to elude them with an extended pursuit. After this is accomplished, the team infiltrates Saber's mainframe, Cluster Storm launches and Saber is shocked to discover that his appliances have become killing machines, having actually believed they would be simply communicating globally. As home appliances begin to rampage, Ben and Marcy head to the compound and the FBI moves in to arrest Saber. Darwin reaches the mainframe where he finds Speckles. His home and family had been destroyed by humans, so he set out to get vengeance on mankind. He creates an appliance mech to fight the feds and G-Force and to continue his rampage, but Darwin manages to persuade Speckles that his new family is with the rest of the team and Ben. Speckles has a change of heart, but cannot overwrite the program until Mooch retrieves and inserts the corrupted PDA. <sighs> bonkers. Bonkers. Bonkers, bonkers. This is, like, this would have been a great anime. Sure. I, I Honestly, or an animated series even. Like, this would have been better if it wasn't some sort of live action no. weird nonsense and you know i will say the like the 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 turn of speckles being the actual like bad guy not too not not a bad twist you say that but i literally pegged it 10 minutes before when i exclaimed loudly and you and patrick both looked at me and i went nothing because i didn't want to ruin it. fair enough but, but the still. minute that I, I was like oh well yeah, he's going to go ahead and burrow. Oh, but wait, he's not showing his face on this video call. Oh, but wait, it's it's called extermination. 
uh, it's definitely the mole is the mole. Yeah. And they even, just in case you missed that point, they make sure to drop it in the dialogue. You, you infiltrated the bad guy's lair. Where is he? I am the bad guy. What, you really think I let myself get killed in a garbage truck? Ha, well I hid in a soup can, rode it all the way to the city dump. And it was stinky. Spickles. I can't believe the mole was the mole. Because that's what a good plot does, is that it explains itself after revealing itself. Right. Three or four times. Which is absolutely nonsense. <laughs> uh, why is it that Juarez's is uh, hamster ball pink? Why does it? Why, why do we have to perpetuate? It's just. Oh, 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 she's a lady. I would have loved if like that's the one. You wouldn't know that she's a lady if her ball wasn't pink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, but like, I would have liked for them to sort of subvert that a bit and just like maybe put, uh, I would have liked blaster in it to or subvert anything, just anything, or not use pink, or not use pink. There are it a host of other colors: green, purple, blue, use taupe, mauve, mauve, seafoam, periwinkle. Yeah, chartreuse. How many more colors are there? One might say Cyan. a spectrum. <laughs> An entire spectrum of color. A whole spectrum. To of choose color. from. Well, yeah. except for the fucking pinks. Except for the fucking pink. You've already put her in nail polish and lipstick and a dress and eyelashes. Penelope Cruz is coming out of her mouth. She's had earrings on. You also have to put her in the pink hamster ball. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> exactly. This is. It's it's insulting and it's just it's also I'm pretty uh, sure Big Mama with baby disease is insulting, but even Ben says he can't figure out what's meant by that. Yeah. Our mission: infiltrate Saber's mansion, locate the main network core, and dock this infected PDA. Bring down Big Mama with baby disease. I don't know what that means, but yeah, it's good. There are the keys. Ugh. And then we get our final fart joke. Of course, the minute they get into an enclosed space in this ball, yeah. Hurley farts, and it's it's a problem. My stomach doesn't do well with action adventure. Hurley, don't you dare. Yuck, Hurley, it's disgusting. I can't breathe. Roll down the window. These things don't have windows, Hurley. Oh, that's real professional, guys. Yeah, well, and it's and it's a Uh-oh. The fat gluttonous guy farted, and now it's a problem. Yeah. They can't decide what story they're trying to tell. No, they they, they really, really, can't. really can't. I do like that Zach Galifianakis' house is a container house. It took us a minute until they're like blasting through the window before we saw like the corrugated walls. It was like, wait a minute. It's one of those container it's houses. It's a container house. That's fun. That's fun. Every time they said mooch, I thought they were saying gooch. <laughs> now, how does we're still in this chase seat. How does Hurley know what an undercoating is? Fuck if I know. How is it that any of these guys know anything? It's <sighs> silly. And then they get to the compound and, you know, Hurley, yeah. uh, of course, he can't follow his his directions. And I as I assumed we were going to get fart joke number five when he's in the air vents. Yeah. Because, I mean, it follows, right? Exactly. Um, but, but hey, they subverted our expectations. That's the one time <laughs> they subverted my expectations instead to make another fat joke about the hamster that just wants to eat being distracted by cake. Cake. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, come to Papa. Uh-oh. Oh! 
giving us the morbid image of a guinea pig trapped in a microwave. Oh my. How is this a PG movie? God, that was terrifying. Cringe. So bad. And then like, that's part of the tension after the big reveal is like, oh no, is the microwave going to cook Hurley? That's fucking terrifying. It really is. What are you doing, Disney? This is bonkers. And yet they still continue to be fucking critical of Hurley through this entire process. Yeah. Like Darwin's Ugh. just like, oh, you're awful. Never mind that you just you just almost got nuked from the inside. Exactly. There's we, no empathy. There's no nothing. It's And then we get this turn with speckles. And the note that I had here is this is just as plausible as the Uma Thermos Avengers plotline that we referenced <laughs> last time with Sean Connery becoming a weather control man in a kilt. Yes. This mole. Like, literally the flashback with uh, Speckle's father. Destroyed our home. Son, if you ever get the chance to bring mankind to its knees, do it. They showed us no mercy, darling. Well, now it's my turn to do a little pest control. If you'll excuse me. It's showtime demanding that he seek vengeance that he kill all humans I, <laughs> again we're meant to believe that the that animals are just caught like that the only thing keeping from keeping martini from actually getting a job and paying her fair share of the fucking rent in this house yeah is lack of communication she i mean she screams at us all constantly. the time but i don't think that she could eventually infiltrate someone's house let alone do our taxes let this alone is, do our taxes now yeah. she did a good job of trying to get into the kfc box i'll she give her that absolutely did she's good at that stuff but this is where i felt like the the true villain became PETA because it was like <laughs> this, this is mankind has killed animals animals will fight back basically <laughs> with the voice of nick cage as a fucking star-nosed mole that looks like a french tickler that's ribbed for her pleasure every time we saw that nose on screen i was just like unsettling oh, oh. i did not like it i didn't either it's just like Ooh, i think i've seen that on one of those dragon sex toy websites no thank you baddragon.com yeah that's the one yeah. don't go or do look i'm not here or to do, yuck anybody's yeah. yum. Mm -hmm. but my my advice for speckles truly is just that hurt people hurt people yeah. <laughs> and that's, I think, hurt the, people hurt people. I think that's the moral of the story. Yeah. That and uh, French tickler knows. I don't know. I was distracted <laughs> at the end because I was just over this. It's actually an intriguing turn that they would go towards um, sort of a, a, a redemptive arc out of hubris, by which I mean, all of this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and like Hurley continues to want to be a part of the team and he sort of sacrifices himself by being the fat guy counterweight to launch Darwin up to talk yeah. speckles out of it. And then, you know, Oh, he sacrificed himself and we have this big emotional moment that is ruined by, Oh shit. That fat guy smells the cake. He going to wake up with the cake. I'd be proud. Proud to call you my brother. Early. Hey, I think I saw his nose twitch. <coughs> really? <coughs> Did you mean it when you called me brother? Not exactly. I was just, that was like a figurative. <laughs> you bet I did. Fuck you.
It it really is. It's it's. It Do I like waking up to the smell of food? Sure, but it's not because I'm fat. No, <laughs> I I mean I have put cake in front of. I'm just kidding. I have no. You haven't. I've never done. But that. we have woken martini up with French fries. Oh my god, that is it's so like cute. sure. There's a validity to this. I'm just insulted that it has to be the fat guy every time. Right. Especially when we're to believe that he's dead. Yeah, it's just and, yeah. <sighs> awful. All right. Well, you want to read this last part? Yeah. At the end of the film, the guinea pigs are all main special agents of the FBI as the organization expands with Hurley, Bucky, and the mice inducted as new recruits. Meanwhile, Saber makes the largest product recall in history and Speckles is given the punitive duty of removing the malicious chips from all Saber products, which number in the tens of thousands. Are they grilling cherries on that weird guinea pig? Hot cherries? It's got to be hot cherries. Check it and see. I mean, I guess cherry pie is a thing. You'll burn your mouth at a hundred degrees. But it's like that thing with like hot grapes. Hot cherries. Hot. But you don't. You're never going to put a cherry on a toothpick and, like, grill it. No. That I'm pretty make, sure it would burst. Like, yeah, maraschino, like, hot maraschino cherries. No, thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Hot maraschino cherries. <laughs> I, yeah. And how does a guinea pig know about Thanksgiving and Vegas and tickle fights? This mythos is baffling. It is really baffling. I, I don't understand it. And, and again... I didn't care for any of these characters except for Hurley because yeah. I felt bad for Hurley, <laughs> but like, I didn't care for, I liked Marcy else. plenty enough. At least they didn't make a joke out of her. Yeah, for sure. She was competent and capable. Exactly. Helpful. I don't know how often they said her name. I had to reference it. Sure. And she was in the movie, what? Three times, yeah. four times, Blech. But Whatever. still good work. Good for her. Good I hope Disney her. paid her money because yes. she was like the least well-known person in this cast. Mm-hmm. Fucking Will Arnett looking freshly tanned like yeah, a brand new coach purse. Yeah, he was <laughs> just baby face. Like, my God. Total baby face. Yeah. Job was on board, it turns Job out. Job was on board. I got nothing else. Shall we just go into budget reception? This was. Yeah. This was not. Would you believe? Would you believe this movie made money? <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, uh, the budget was $150 million and it made $292 million. That is bonkers. And it still is. somehow didn't manage, I mean, it spawned a video well, game, but didn't manage to get a sequel. No, I don't think it made enough for a sequel. Like, we're talking about 2009. It so made almost double? It did, but there's like a, there's a metric that like, in order to get a sequel for a lot of these like first run movies for it to go through. It, it it probably would have had to have made four hundred million for them to actually have done another one. I mean, maybe, but, but you're talking about a company that f- continues to throw money down various holes, uh, f- for the fun of it. Well, sure. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Um, good news: both critics and viewers still somehow managed to agree with our take on this. Yes, Ben Mankiewicz at at the movies uh, on July twenty seventh, two thousand nine. I don't think kids will find it funny, and their parents will find it unbearable. Yeah. Fair, Ben. Fair. And uh, Toby Young for the Times UK said, imagine ordering a Diet Coke only to be handed a formula on a piece of paper and you have some idea of what G-Force is like, of what watching G-Force is like. <laughs> Absolutely awful. And yeah, it was 22% is what the critics gave it. Viewers it's, gave it yeah. 39%. Keith C. on April 10th, 2012 said, I was dragged to see it by my nephew, even though I was not interested in it. It was a little better than I thought it would be, though. 
Well, Keith, I it, my my best guess is your edibles kicked in halfway through. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, Chad M also gave it two stars. He said uh, more for kids, but then again, they might fall asleep. Also, I did. Yeah. Bless you, Chad. Um, No awards to speak of. Fancy that. (laughs) Uh, And the Coke Ferris wheel shown in the movie is located on the island of Okinawa, Japan, on a shopping and entertainment district called the American Village. Okay. Yeah. And would it surprise you to know that this story was born of the mind of a child. Director Hoyt Eatman's son, Hoyt Eatman the fourth, because we need more Hoyt Eatmans. What the fuck? Came up, and that's a Hawkeye joke. Bless you, Eatmans. I'm not coming for you. Came up with the original idea for the film when he was five years old. Eatman liked his son's story, his son's story so much that he brought it to producer Jerry Bruckheimer, which means kids, truly, you can be anything in this world so long as your parents are friends with film producers, I don't know. With it's specifically fucking- Jerry Bruckheimer, yeah, hundred percent. Ugh, I, yeah, I, you know, yeah, you can. Of course, you can. You can make a movie if you're born into privilege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, you know what? This was Hoyt's first. Uh, this was his like directorial debut. <laughs> he had worked with. Um, what with, else has he done? Well, he'd worked on, he was a visual effects artist and supervisor, and he worked with Brockheimer pre, oh, prior to this on it. Armageddon, Con Air, and The Rock. Okay. Has he, has he directed anything since? Um, No. This is the only thing he's directed. That poor, poor Yeatman. Yeah. Well, anyways. Oh, but you know what? What? Uh, He was part of the team that worked on the visual effects for The Abyss. Oh, okay. That's fun. So effectively they kind of were like, Oh, Hey, we're good at visual effects. We can make this sort of movie where, where it's all visual effects, but yeah. again, it doesn't hold up. No. I mean, the the first pirates was out by this point and like it, uh, 170 times better. Yeah. 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 All right, Josh, what did you think about this movie? <laughs> I think I've laid it all out. I, mean, I, I don't have anything additional to add. Yeah. I, this was just this was trash there's to me. Some, well, I just don't really care for it. There's something here. I don't know where it went though. You know what I mean? Like there's something in, I this is do you remember was it Toy Soldiers that was in the 90s and it was like toys come alive and fight each other. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Like there to, even Toy Story is a bit of this. We love anthropomorphized animals doing sure. things they shouldn't do. Yeah. I just don't I can't really pinpoint where this went wrong. I I just think that it 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 was a Jerry Bruckheimer joint and like it, mm. it just had that same sort of, again, the misogyny, all of that, just it, it, none of it was funny. Like, yeah, fair. There, if it were funny, maybe, and maybe it'd be more forgivable, but like, this was just not good at all. No. And like, even, and again, even the characters that you do identify with or, or at least like are sympathetic to, are just shat on by the main characters. And it's like, I don't, I don't give a shit about any of these, any of these characters. Agree. So it, yeah. And just, and not for nothing. You kid, don't need to watch it. If you've never seen it, the shitty little guinea pig throwing kid. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't acted since. Oh, this is no. one of his last things. Bless him. Bless him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all I got. Um, 
Head over to patreon.com slash making mischief for bonus content from shows all over the network. We're spinning up more Patreon content now that we're into the year. I think yeah. there's some nine and three platform, nine and three quarter stuff coming out soon. Yeah. We're going to be on the docket uh, sooner rather than later. Um, plus, you get access to our Discord and a bunch of other stuff. Like I said, from all over the mischief media network. Again, you can get that patreon.com slash making mischief. Clancy, where can they find the show on social media? Uh, they can find it at nonplusspod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes, and if you have suggestions, comments, concerns, you want to reach out, you can email submissions at nonpluspod.com. Yep. And uh, if you want to rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast, if you uh, haven't already, which would be weird, uh, you can do that on Twitter, or not Twitter, on iTunes, I mean, Spotify. You review it on Twitter. Tell people. Tag us. Yeah. Share, share it. But yes, on your podcasting platform of choice. I'm not good at this part. <laughs> Josh normally does this, and so I've been thrown for a loop. No, it's totally <laughs> fine. I'm just saying, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on uh, Spotify, Spotify. Overcast. Um, I don't know. Anything else? Audible. No, not Audible. What, what, el- what else is there? Amazon? I think we're on Amazon. Yeah, we're on Amazon. Google, Google Play. That's go. what it is. Yeah. If your platform has a review feature, toss us some good stuff. Um, that we're, algorithm. We're glad you're sticking around. Shout out to our friends in Austria. We've been in the mid 200s on the Austrian podcasting charts yeah. for a while. We did just drop out of the Great Britain. Uh, I know. Ones, I so. know. Word of mouth is, is a tough marketing scheme, but we're going <laughs> to climb this steep ass hill. Exactly. Uh, as much as we have the energy to in our free time. For sure. Ah! <laughs> uh, Hey, we're done. That over there is my husband, Clancy. Over there is my husband, Josh. And y'all, truly, we truly. have been nonplussed. Very nonplussed. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Irma goodness. Irma. Irma, what the fuck? Rodentia, Regatta, Trafada. Speaking of, you know what? The, you know what would have made this movie better? A capybara. What if the villain were actually a capybara? That's what G Force do. Or something. They need to reboot G Force and make a capybara villain. How fun would that be? Arf, arf. Oh my god. Moly, 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 moly. I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> All right. The train normal! Don't forget to check out Tavor on iOS and Android for your 100% independent resource for tasty and tantalizing craft brews. Just search Tavor, that's T A V O U R, in your App Store search to get $10 off your first order of $25 or more. Cheers. Bye. Bye.